Hi guys, welcome back to the Strong with Julie podcast. Today I have a very special guest, one that I've known through the internet for like three years now. Meg, can you please introduce yourself? Hi guys, my name is Megan. My at on Instagram is at Megs. And yeah, I feel like we've been following each other for like three years or something, definitely since COVID. Yeah. I think that's when we both started on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> We're like one of each other's first followers, I'm pretty sure. No, yeah, we would comment on each other's posts. There'd be like three comments. <laughs> I know. You've come a long way. We have. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. I'm super excited. Basically, today, what we're going to do is walk through Megan's journey, her fitness journey. I know you've never been on a podcast before, right? No, my first one. Okay, cool. So this will be really fun. You can share it with like your followers, and I feel like they just get to know you a little bit better. Uh, I really like long-form content, and I feel like when I share my fitness journey, like not everyone can relate to it, so I love having like other people on to share theirs, and then we can just make like this really cute, nice community. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to go into our top 10 tips for prepping for summer um, and kind of our take on it on the second half of the podcast. But to start off, we always do our highs and lows of the week. I kind of want to start with lows so we can just get them out, you know, like we can just let it out and forget it. Um, Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So my low is that I caught a cold. I haven't been sick in like months and my uh, boyfriend's roommate's girlfriend came to visit and she had a cold and we all caught her cold. So we're all like sniffling and all nasally this week, but yeah, it'll be fine. I went to Target on Wednesday and bought like zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D, all these, all the things, elderberry, and I'm like trying to kick (laughs) it out of my system. Yeah, the emergency, I drink it every night to try to prevent it, but sometimes you, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, does it taste good? I've actually never tried it. I actually love the taste. Like, every single night I drink it with my dinner, and people are like, what are you drinking? Because it looks like I'm drinking, like, lemonade or something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's emergency. And I mix my creatine and L-glutamine inside of it. Whoa, that's smart. I'm actually drinking my creatine and L-glutamine. I mixed oh, it nice. with um, Sharp. Have you ever heard of it? It's like a nootropic. It's supposed to make you smarter. I don't know. Whatever whatever they say, I'll do. So Yeah. 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 Okay. I guess my low of the week is, like I told you, I had some family stuff going on. So just a little bit of chaos. I feel like unexpected yeah. stuff with my grandma. So that would be my definitely my low. But um, everything is okay, just so you know. So things oh. are okay. It just was a bit scary. Good. I'm happy everything's okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> my oh I forgot to mention my brother went to um that reminded me like navy or uh family chaos my brother went to the navy on Sunday so oh, wow. yeah so he's gone <laughs> my mom just sent me a text this morning she's like you should probably write your brother a letter I'm like I think he'll be okay yeah, <laughs> he's not gonna write us much. he's not gonna write <laughs> us like I know him you know um cool and then high of the week I hired a coach last week. Uh, I've had my own coach like four times. Uh, I've worked with them for like three to six months always. I just love like learning and being held accountable. I think it's important for like coaches to have coaches, mentors to have mentors, all that good stuff. So I feel good like going into this first week with her uh, and like having a goal to strive for because I feel like that's hard for someone sometimes when they've been like on this journey for a really long time. It's like, okay, now what? So yeah, I just wanted to like fall in love with the gym again and I feel like I'm doing it. 
I honestly love that. I always am a big advocate for like every coach needs a coach because we can't be our best without learning and like doing more and challenging ourselves. And I feel like it's easy to just get into little ruts personally. So I love that you're doing that. And I hope that it goes well. I know you're going to hit all those goals you're looking to. Thank you. Yeah, it was hard. Like, honestly, signing up the week before my period, like, what was I thinking? But, you know, there's (laughs) never a perfect time. So yeah, it's better. I feel like just start in just the worst transition. And then it just gets better from there. Exactly. Cool. But I guess my high of the week is I took about a few days off from the gym, I had a slight lower back injury. I wouldn't say it was an injury, but I feel like I just tweaked my lower back coming back from travel, doing a little too much. And then I just decided to take some time off. My friends were in town from Florida. Um, So it was really fun just to spend time with my friends and my back. I went to the gym yesterday and it feels good. So I'm feeling good. Like I can get back in the swing of things. So that would definitely be a high because I was feeling a little discouraged. I love that. Yeah. You left really heavy, dude. Like I see your Instagrams. I'm like, damn. I just like always, if I think of you and your Instagram, I think of like sumo deadlifts and I'm like, she's so strong. I can't wait to get into like your whole fitness journey because I have so many questions about like your programming and like why I guess we can start with that low key. Like, why yeah. when you're making your Instagram, why legs with schmegs? I actually think that so everyone is like, oh, there's an S in there. Like they're like schmegs because everyone looks up legs with Megs. Yeah, and I'm like understandable because, and I'll get into this a little more later. But making my Instagram, I never made it with the intention of going public. So it was almost like a burner Instagram. Like you know how you have a finster. A finster. Yeah. And for me, the burner Instagram was to only be fitness related. So I only followed fitness creators. Like the first person I followed, Chrissy Chella, yeah. Whitney Simmons. And I never intended to post on it. So I just called it Legs of Schmegs. I was like, that's cute. And when I was in high school, people would call me Schmegs. So that's why. Yeah. And then I was like, it kind of flows. Like, I don't think I want to change it, but it's just kind of silly because everyone's name is like their full business name and mine's like legs with schmegs. <laughs> no, I think it's so cute and it's like a niche too, kind of, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. No, like, it's a brand. Getting into. <laughs> yeah. It's a brand. It's a brand now. Yeah. I love it. Cool. Thank you. Uh, I also want to do our favorite product or thing of the week, uh, but mine is like, it hasn't come in yet. It's going to be the Honor Active, like, launch that just happened. Girl, I saw your story, and I was so happy because we were literally talking last yeah. week about ordering, and I yeah. know it was stressful probably on the launch. Oh, I was, like, anxiety. I was, like, come on, like, come on. There's, and I like, hope so much works. anxiety attached to it because the Honor community, they're not messing around. Like, it sold out in five minutes. It's crazy. It was but... insane, and I knew that those gray sweatpants were going to go. I just knew it. And I was, yeah. like, on them, and I was, like, I want them. Put my card information in typed one thing wrong because I didn't have it saved and no. I was like shit I'm not gonna get it like refresh the page do it and I finally got it and I was like and then so I happy. I make my purchase and I'm like wow I really live in Florida like ordered <laughs> long sleeve shirt and sweatpants like who do I think I am <laughs> Florida nights I guess you can yeah. just pretend <laughs> yeah I guess but nights for I would go to bed at like seven o'clock so I don't oh my goodness <laughs> whatever it's fine it'll be cute i i'm using it for a travel outfit for when i go to london 
that's my travel outfit gonna get the whole like new balance situation i'm gonna be nice. trendy yeah i love it <laughs> no i when i tell you the honor sweat stuff like i don't even mess around like i know when you work with a brand people think you're just like it's so good yeah i am obsessed i was obsessed with the sweat sets before i even work with them so i'm like not biased but yeah. i live in them on my story it's actually kind of ridiculous i have like so many now but the cargo ones are so cute because i feel like they look intentional you know what yeah. I mean? you're intentionally looking cute in your sweats but um the also the shirts i'm wearing it right oh, now are the you? New shirt, so soft you're gonna love it i'm excited to hear your opinion on it i forget what even color i got i think i got like the dark gray is that even a color yeah, yeah okay cool. yeah cool <laughs> i got cool yeah okay cool. that'll look cute with the with the gray, right? Gray pants. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm excited. That. <laughs> Yay. Uh, but yeah, let's get... Oh, wait, what is your favorite product before we move on? Honestly, probably the stuff from the launch. Mm -hmm. I actually love the V-neck cropped sweatshirt because I live in Virginia, so it's not really hot yet. Like, it's still a little cool. So I've been wearing that a lot. And since I was in the car, I was driving everyone around for yeah. a few hours at a time. It was nice to just be cozy, so... That's definitely mine. The crop Not ad, but you can use my leg. <laughs> yeah, no, tell people how they can use it. Yeah, because I think people get really confused. But basically, I just have an affiliate link. And if you click it and you check out through that, it'll track your purchase tracks to me. So I get a small commission. And the bigger thing for me is just honor knowing that I do bring people to the company just because they want to know, obviously, who's bringing people and who's not. So yeah. I really appreciate everyone who does. I have, like, loyal link users who always use it. And I'm like, I love you guys so much. I love that. <laughs> I, like, saved it in my, like, tat. Of, you know how you could, like, save favorites on yeah. pages? So then, like, I know, like, I'm if honored. I'm shopping, you Thank just you. honored. <laughs> Get it? <I'm> honored. <laughs> what do you – okay, I see this a lot. Because people DM me if I post about them. They'll be like, I love their stuff, but they never, like, restock. And, like, I don't even work with them, but I defend them because I'm like, she made this, like, a year or two ago. Like, you can't yeah. expect her to have, like, endless stock. But, like, same thing with navigation, too. Which yeah. Navigation sells out in a second, and they only do, like, certain launches. But, like, what do you, what do you think, like, now that you're, like, in with the brands, what that – I guess response would be to like people saying that. Yeah, it's hard because I do see it as a consumer. I was a consumer, so I understand the frustration, right? Like not everyone can be on right at launch time, people work and stuff. So I understand the frustration, but I feel like it's not that she's intentionally like yeah. backloading stock. She wants every single, every time, like I've met Chrissy twice now and she's so passionate about the brand. Like it's actually so inspiring. And she is like, I want every woman to wear honor. I want every woman to be confident in honor. So she wouldn't intentionally just not restock if yeah. it wasn't something to do with the business model or manufacturing. So I, my response is always just like, she will restock it. It's going to come back. I just don't know when because Patience. it's not in anyone's really control, but yeah, yeah it's crazy because the demand is so high and the quality is really good. You will see once you get it. So I understand both sides of it, honestly. Yeah. Good things take time. Yes, exactly. Wait, so you met her in London. Can you explain that? London, and then where else did you meet her? I love in her. LA. She, she yeah, like, I feel like she is just, like, the yeah. highest standard in the community. Yeah. Like, everyone in their journey probably watched her stuff or was inspired by her. So, yeah, she is literally – I was, like, fangirling, and I was trying not to. <laughs> like, I'm not professional here. But she is so sweet. So I went to – 
LA. They did, they held a little event because the honor team was in the States Mm -hmm. and they did an event for their US people. So a bunch of people met up, we had a dinner and that was around the time of their birthday collection, which was limited edition. Because like you said, they're a young brand. They're only two or three. Um, So they're doing really amazing in my opinion for how long they've even been in the game. Yeah. so I flew out there with my best friends because I was like anxious. You know, I haven't met anyone from social media in real life. Yeah. And I got to meet so many girls and it was crazy. It was super, I think it was the first time I really felt like, wow, I'm a part of a company that really includes me, you know, and I get to meet these people in the flesh and it's not just about yeah. a transactional, you do this for me, I do this for you. And it was really awesome. And just to meet a lot of girls in the industry and just see like-minded people. It was really awesome. So I was in LA for that and I booked that flight. I had no idea about London prior to booking that flight. And then they said, I didn't think I was going to be invited to London. I just didn't know how it worked. I've never been on a brand trip. And they were like, no, of course we want to bring all of the exclusive people to London. So yeah, I got to go to London, which was the week after. So I go to LA, I go back for a little bit and then I immediately go to London. So it was like, a whirlwind of travel it was so amazing and london was awesome the people there are just so sweet like everyone in the honor community i feel like it's even more tight-knit there um and i got to go to an event it was just my first time really doing anything like that so it was crazy and i loved it and i know you said you're going to london soon so i can't wait to hear your opinion on all of that i'm excited i feel like it's just like a different world but it's cool because I feel like the fitness community that there's a lot in the UK and Europe and London so I just yeah I'm excited and I feel like it's really cool I've never gotten the opportunity to be like completely surrounded by people that do what we do you know yeah so I don't know I I would definitely want to do that like at some point I know like some people do like different meetups and stuff and I keep an eye on it um but yeah that's definitely like something that I would love to do one day you know yeah, definitely. It's definitely cool, to, like you said, because you don't meet someone every day in our everyday lives who yeah. do what we do is a little weird to other people. Yeah, all my friends so, are corporate girlies, and I'm like, was <laughs> My friends are so supportive, but they're like, yeah, I don't really know what you do, but we really love you and support you, and I'm like, that's all I do. <laughs> yeah, no, it's super cute. Aw. Well, going back in time, can you like yeah. walk us through your fitness journey, like from the beginning, whenever that started? Yeah, I actually filmed a full YouTube video on this that I have yet to post. So this is like a good intro, intro to that, I guess, because I don't know when I'm going to get that up. But I really started, I guess I have to preface by saying I always was active. So I played soccer my entire life. I did high school travel. I even did like a more high league than that for a little bit Mm -hmm. and that was literally my life growing up it was the best thing I feel like I could have done the structure of it having a team my best friends came from there and yeah that was really good and then I tore my ACL which I feel like is the classic soccer girl injury yeah and that I didn't even realize but that's like a year off basically of playing a sport and that really introduced me to a little glimpse of weightlifting just because in the PT atmosphere, like you have to do things like step ups, you know what I mean? You have to do kickbacks, like small things like that to strengthen, like and get back into playing a sport. So that gave me a little teaser into the weightlifting thing, but I really just wanted to get back to soccer. So I finished out my senior year of high school and then I knew going into college, I wasn't going to play anymore. I just wanted to go to a big university and just enjoy my life a little bit. 
So I knew that that was coming to an end. I'm just happy I got to close that out. But I kind of got introduced a little bit to weightlifting then. And I also realized it in the sense of it's going to strengthen me and help me not get injured as opposed to just like, I want to look good as well. But obviously I wanted to look good. Um, But yeah, when I was in college, I didn't really have a routine. And that was the first time in my life where I didn't have structure of here. I have practice to stay and I need to stay in shape. And so, I mean, I think everyone can agree freshman year of college is wild and you just feel confusing crazy and you just feel off and um I was like for my sanity I need to get into a routine and find something that's going to work for me so my spring semester I still vividly remember this I went home for winter break and I went on Microsoft Word I think and I made myself a guide you know how you could like buy a booty guide yeah I made myself one and I'm not going to say it was great because it definitely wasn't the right exercises right but I was so proud because I was really trying to be proactive about the situation. I had my little burner Instagram where I would get little workout inspo. And that's kind of where my journey really started. So I went back for the spring semester and I was slightly consistent. I mean, with what I was doing Yeah. and COVID hit. So everyone had to go home from college. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. It was a spring, spring of 2020 early. No, I guess March. Was it March? I think it was Um, March. Yeah. But like spring semester, wait hold on when how did you like put together this guide just from instagram like posts that you saw yeah. and you would, like mix and match yeah i had an idea my thing was i had a good base for legs just because i've always like i i had a little bit of background in the gym prior to that as well because when soccer. i was off from soccer i would kind of do a little bit in the gym like just yeah. machine quad extension leg press the stuff that I could feel comfortable with so that's kind of what this guide was and I still have it I need to find it you should Uh, yeah I literally still have it it's so funny um but yeah I kind of just set that up and put you know basic rep schemes like three by 15 for everything yeah and I brought it with me and I actually did it which was kind of crazy because I know a lot of people say they're gonna do something and then they don't do it myself included yeah and I think I just really needed this structure and then COVID hit. So I went home and I have a brother (laughs) and he lifts weights. Like at that time he was especially getting into powerlifting and stuff like that, which is why I lift heavy. (laughs) Um, Is he older? Yeah, he's older than me. He's two years older than me, um, but we went to the same college as well. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, and I'll get into that, I guess a little bit, but when we were at home, you know, everything was shut down, even gyms were, but we had some really old equipment in our basement. And my brother was like, okay, because I need to train. So he was super serious. And I was like, oh, okay, so maybe I'll go down there too and see what I can do with this like program. And obviously, it takes a lot of anxiety out of it to just be in your basement, like no one's watching you. With your brother, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, one day I was like, hey, like, I actually think I want to learn how to sumo deadlift. Like I see him doing it. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll give it a try. And I was like, you know, but I was like, oh, I don't want to be bulky. Like I still had no idea what that meant. And so he taught me and I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually really cool. And it was something that I wasn't good at that I could learn. And it was kind of also something to do because there was really nothing to do during quarantine. And from there, I really just stuck with it. I don't know how, but I just ended up sticking with it. And then I also started to record stuff for form. And then I ended up just posting it on my burner Instagram on private. Yeah. And as that time went on, then I was, my brother was kind of like, I think you should just make it public. Like, 
you just did. see what you're kind of good and yeah. I was like oh my god I could never do it you know I cared too much and yeah. then one day I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it like who cares yeah. and that was oh my gosh like if I never did that like what would we be doing here you know what I mean I so, know yeah it's kind of crazy how everything happens for the right reasons yeah um but yeah so that was COVID time so that's really how I started mm-hmm. and then from there obviously posting kept me accountable and along with we went back to school and my brother really kept me accountable so he would actually go to the gym with me and I love that can my brother go to the gym with me like (laughs) I'll ask my brother to go to the gym with me and he'd be like we're driving separately don't look at me don't talk like he literally has (laughs) such an attitude (laughs) that's hilarious no I think I don't know I think he liked the teaching aspect of it yeah and I liked the learning aspect of it and for me, also, I think we, I think at that time we sh- shared a car. Oh, <laughs> so I was so like, have to. Me. like, I yeah. have to go with you. Um, so yeah, he would go with me. And obviously that my confidence in the gym went up a lot, just being with someone who clearly knew what they were doing. So I was like, okay, I don't even care what people think of me because yeah. he knows what he's doing. And then my confidence in the gym just really went up from there as I got comfortable in the environment. I think that's the hardest thing, especially in a college gym. It's just a lot. Like there's so many people in there yeah. and it can be really busy. But I just started to get comfortable. I got comfortable enough to start filming in the college gym, which That's is crazy. Back, I'm like, yeah. wow. Like sometimes I get nervous to film now and I'm like, I don't know what I was doing. Yeah. But yeah, and that kind of just took off from there. I went through a really big phase of at first I kind of trained just because I wanted to look good. And then yeah. when I learned to deadlift and squat with proper technique, I was like, wow, I want to be strong. Like, like hit numbers. I just want to see how strong I can be and how far I can go. And I went through this really big phase of just like testing that. And it was probably my favorite phase of my fitness journey just because you're doing things you've never done before. You know what yeah. I mean? And every week, you know, you're hitting a PR. It was really crazy. And my brother at that time was, I would call him my coach. Like he was giving me the numbers, projections, form tips, stuff like that. And so that's why I always come back to exactly what you said. Like mentorship is so important. I couldn't be a coach if I didn't have a coach that taught me things. So I think it's always learning new things is really important. And yeah, I think that's pretty much a wrap up. I stuck with it through graduation. And then now I'm just kind of finding that balance of, like you said, kind of falling in love with fitness again. I think it's normal to fall out of it, especially yeah. after that peaking phase went away. So I was like, okay, that was my my why. And now I have to, my why right now is just to be in shape and be healthy and feel good. Yeah. But I'm also, I miss having the excitement to go to the gym and be like, I'm going to do this. So I'm just like you kind of trying to like get back into that. But yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's sorry for a long-winded. No, that is perfect. Story. It was super cool to hear. And I have some questions. Like, wow. how about nutrition-wise? Like, what did that look like throughout that time? Like, did your brother help you with that? Is your relationship with food good? Because I feel like you almost, like, skipped a step. But tell me if I'm wrong. Because you wanted to be strong, right? right? Like, a lot of girls don't get to that place as quickly as you did. And I think, like being with your brother and like having the goals and having like the number goals in the weights instead of like the scale helped. Um, but yeah, like any, like anything nutrition wise, food wise that you changed or maybe didn't change. It was like always good. Yeah. I guess I should have touched on. I also went to college for nutrition and exercise was my major. Okay. And so I always tell clients and just people in general who struggle with the food aspect of things, break it down to the science and it makes it feel 
a lot less overwhelming. You know what I mean? So when I started to learn about things, I started to view things differently, like exercise the importance of it in a greater sense, not just in the sense of, you know, how to get a big butt, which obviously is, you know, a valid reason. Um, But it kind of made things a little bit better for me in the sense that this is something that I'm doing for me long-term, not just something that I'm doing right now. Same thing with nutrition. I feel like, you know, it's hard when you don't have that background in education because no one knows what macros are naturally. Like that's not something they teach. And I really think it is something that they should, because I think it would help a lot of people realize that food isn't an enemy and that it's a fuel source and that you need it literally to survive, but also to hit your goals, whether it's weight loss, weight gain. And for me, food, I've never actually tracked macros. I've never tracked calories, Uh which is a very different approach in the fitness space and something that I actually think a lot of people, a lot of my following is drawn to just because it's different in the sense that they feel that then it's attainable. Mm -hmm. And I know that by not tracking, I don't necessarily know, you know, if I'm hitting the right things, but my goals are like really physique based in the way that I want to see change immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of also know how to properly fuel myself for my body and I ballpark, you know, protein and stuff like that. So, um, Throughout my journey, I kind of ate the same because honestly, I have a very big appetite. And so eating was never a problem in college. And because I wanted to grow, it kind of just like happened the right way for me. But um, I'm not like anti-tracking or anything like that. I think it's an amazing tool. And I think for some people, it's what they need um, because that's the piece that a lot of people miss, like you said. And yeah, the food portion of everything isn't, I guess, my main focus. Yeah. it is something that I'm mindful of and I have changed and evolved throughout training, just realizing, wow, I'm getting like 20 grams of protein before and now I have to get like my body weight plus. And it's kind yeah. of crazy looking at your diet and assessing it and making changes. But um, yeah, I didn't have a super strong emphasis when it came to macros, tracking, anything like that. I kind of just added exercise into my normal life. And that's kind of my philosophy with coaching and the kind of people that I take on are people who want to live a normal, like their typical life, but add exercise in just for overall well-being. And so I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's cool when you can take nutrition and take the um, like good and bad emotions out of it like when you take the emotions away and put the science in Mm -hmm. it kind of takes away that like restriction and like weird relationship that a lot of people get and for me like I always had a terrible relationship with food like when I was younger by adding in the science of the numbers of the macros of like digging into like complex simple carbs what makes me feel yeah. good after a workout how do I replenish my glycogen source all these things it like that's what helped me but the fact that you know it just like some people it just like works to not do it like I'm so totally cool with that like I work with girls that don't track either but I think it's even if you don't track, like you went through four years of school of learning about nutrition. So you did have like some sort of education on it. And I think, yeah, if I was taught that in health class, like I I might not be here right now because the reason I do what I do today is because I don't want people to go through what I had to go through. You know what I mean? Because I was never taught that. 
Um, so yeah, I definitely think that the curriculum could change and you shouldn't have to like major in nutrition to learn about it. Like that should be such a basic thing that I feel like everyone should know, but it's not necessarily an easy thing to learn. You know, it's not like everyone has a free time to just open a book and learn about macros and glycogen and everything. So I think it's also daunting because people hear all these words and they think that it's actually, sometimes people hear the bigger words and think it's harder, but it actually simplifies it a lot. So, um, I appreciate you touching on your experience too, because I know that with food, it's just hard. The conversation with food is hard because everyone has a different relationship. And I just respect everyone in the space for whatever their method is, because it's always going to impact someone, you know, and all of us, our stories always help at least one person to feel connected to you. And I feel like then it helps them either get out of or maintain wherever they're trying to be. So I know you're an amazing coach with the macros and stuff. And I always tell clients upfront, like, if you want someone with experience, like go here, because I think it's important also as a coach to know how to say, I don't know, like know how to say, I don't feel the best suited for you because that's just selfish, you know, if you're just thinking that you're the best for somebody when you're not. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely important for it to be like compatible, that coaching right. relationship, because, you know, I can't work with someone that's like actively going through like an eating disorder. If someone fills right. out the page and I can recognize that because I've been there, like I'm going to hop on a call with them and tell them, you know, it might be better for you to see like a professional in this space. I don't know, like in a nicer way, but yeah, pointing them in the right direction. I like that you said that, but okay. So in quarantine, once you made your thing public, your account public, when did you start noticing like the traction, the buildup because social media changed your life? Like, you know, you're in a different place. Can you kind of go through like your social media journey and growing and how your relationship with maybe the gym changed as you grew too? Because I know that can happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, So like I said, I kind of was really nervous to start it, but at the same time, really excited. I was in, you, when you first start your journey, you're in the most excited phase of it. You're like, gosh, I got a new gym set. I'm feeling excited. I want to post that kind of thing. Or I hit a PR. So I just started to kind of share my journey. And with that, um, being on social media, you also see the other side of things, right? Like you see people who are sharing things that aren't right, things that aren't true, things that really will steer people in the wrong direction. And so I think my actual first post that ever really did really well is I would make some informative kind of posts. Yeah. And one of them was about just how not to fall for the clickbaitiness of the social media industry, like yeah. saying get this in 10 days, get this in one week. Yeah. And I was just like fired up one day because I was just like, that is not how it works. And I hate when it's so impressionable, especially on younger girls. And so I made a post about it and I really like, at that time I was getting maybe like 20 likes, you know, I was fine with that. (laughs) And that post, so many people were resharing it to their story. And at that time, you know, there wasn't reels or anything. So isn't that weird they're like so was it reels because now we started? it's all reels and I'm like oh my goodness yeah. I can't keep up. it's so different um but yeah that post kind of blew me up and I started to gain I think that post got me to like a thousand followers which is crazy yeah. at that time that was yeah. crazy and from there I just kept steadily posting workouts my life uh nutrition food days of eating things like that and from there it just kind of steadily grew and then the on put of reels which I don't know when that was I think I was still in college for sure I don't know I think I was my like 2020 late 2021 yeah 
Uh, I posted a reel and it was at the very beginning. So I think mine just got pushed out because there was like no one else posting reels. And that reel, I don't remember how many views it got, but I was getting these like insane high views on my reels, especially proportionally to my following. And that really helped, you know, just push you onto different people's pages, help my page grow. And then my page kind of just, I started to gain a community, which is my goal with social media. It's really not about can I get a million followers? It's can I have quality followers who feel like they're like, just like you, I can tell that's your goal too. You want to educate and you want to help people and change their lives. And I think we're on the same page with that. And I could have 10 followers, but if they all are benefiting, that's fine. Um, But obviously with the added following, it's the added ability to help and base and stuff, which is amazing. So that was crazy. I think it's crazy with social media, how people can grow. Like I was growing a thousand followers a day at one point for a week straight. And I was like, what is going on? Like, is someone putting a ball on my page? Like (laughs) what is happening? And yeah, it was super cool. But yeah, the social media thing was extremely unexpected, but the best blessing in a way, because like you said, it's changed both of our lives and we get to do things that we are passionate about and love. And yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. I think on days where like, a post doesn't do so well or it doesn't resonate yeah. like you want it to. I always go back and remind myself of what you just said of like, okay, but if it helped one person, mm-hmm. you know? It's and hard get, not like, to get in the numbers game because it is such a numbers game now with so many people in the space. But I just remember, like, always just remembering, like, you have value. And I will yep. get messages from girls that are just like, they don't think I'll answer. So they just know, send a message. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't think I'll answer? Like, this is my job. Yeah. Um, And it's just really nice to hear them say, you know, like you had an impact on my journey. Your videos helped me just getting that every once in a while. I'm like, that's all I need to keep doing this long term and stuff. So uh, just as much as I post for me and what I would want to see and that kind of thing, I do post with the intent of helping. And like you said, even if it doesn't perform, it's okay because I know that one person maybe saw it and it will impact what they do. And that's all that really matters. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Instagram, for allowing me to do that. But also, like, <laughs> fix your algorithm. Like. No, literally. Because I'm like, what's going on? Half of my following is not even seeing my post. I know. Um, so then did you get into YouTube, right? You do YouTube. I watch yeah. the videos. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You said you love long form because that's yeah. exactly how I feel. Especially, I know I keep coming back to the educational part, but I really think that it's hard to educate in a 15 second reel or even a 60 second reel. And so that's where I struggle a bit now in the Instagram space is it's not my first place I go to educate anymore. It's more YouTube and Mm -hmm. I love it over there. It's very fun just to like make long form content. I love doing week of workout videos, just voicing over form tips, things like that. So um, I also like to share my life on YouTube, which isn't something I do as much on Instagram and just getting to be, I think, more yourself and show your personality, I think is really cool on YouTube. So I've been loving that. It's hard to balance sometimes every single YouTube, platform. Yeah. Uh, so I don't do TikTok just because I'm like, I need to do TikTok, but it's just hard for I me. I always to say do. that too. I, yeah, I'm like, what else different can I post? Like, you Literally, because they want different things, but I'm like, I'm, I'm spreading myself thin here. Like, <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I just repurpose my Instagram content on yeah. TikTok. Um, 
and it kind of like grew on its own. I have like 67k there, That's but fun. but I just don't have a relationship with any of the followers on there. I have to yeah. say like I don't even I couldn't tell you one of my TikTok followers cuz I don't even know how to use the <laughs> dang thing. I'm like yeah. Instagram it makes sense cuz you can like follow back, see their story and like DM them. I'm like what is how does TikTok work? But anyways, yeah, I like Instagram a lot, but the podcast is definitely something that I love. I have a YouTube, but YouTube is a it's hard. It's a lot of work. Yeah. It is, learning how to edit a video and get it up and everything is it's I was underestimating it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I have such a respect for people who are so consistent, like people who do vlogmas and do it every single day. I'm of like a month. I'm yeah. like, can are you okay? Like are you breathing? Like I know it's so hard. But it's so almost rewarding because it is such a long form thing that there's shelf life to it. Also, yeah. I feel like with Instagram, it's just like you post it and it'll go down. And after feed the and day, it's, it's like disappears. Yeah, but with YouTube, I'll have videos years old that are getting comments and views and stuff. So yeah. it has a nice shelf life, which is nice in the sense of if you're posting something that's timeless, you know, like progressive overload or how to yeah. grow your loop things that are timeless that people can watch. And that's kind of my goal with at least the fitness content over there is just making sure that that's like timeless or that'll update it and things like that. But I can definitely see you on YouTube though. I feel like you have the personality for it and the education for it in either aspect. Thank you. Yeah, no, I try to do like vlogs and stuff and then I go to edit and I'm like, why do I say like and um so much? Because now I have to edit all of these out. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I should just keep it, you know? <laughs> that was me for this podcast. I'm like, I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> I am sorry for my grammar. My mom is not from the United States, so my English is bad. <laughs> cool. So your Instagram starts growing. You start, like, popping off reels and stuff. Now, how do you find, like... I feel like you do a really good job with like brand relationship and like portraying like a true authentic relationship with brands online. Like with me, I've worked with like three supplement brands and I don't know, like it just like didn't feel natural. I don't know. For me, you know, I ended up leaving all three of them and like, I still like the products. I still use them, but it's like, how do you keep your own brand, but then like integrate another person's brand into it? Because, you know, I don't want to make my own supplement brand. I don't want to make my own clothing yeah. line, but I would love to support someone, but I don't want my whole brand to become that, you know? I really respect you also for leaving because I do think a lot of people just take something on because it comes to them. And yeah. I definitely, when I first started, you know, you get approached by so many brands and you're like oh my gosh I should take everything yeah but at the same time, like do I align with this and there were times where I had to look at myself and just be like okay what do we align with like what do we really yeah. want to represent and for a long time it was just like I was getting a lot of different clothes and getting to try different brands which I think was amazing just because I didn't get to try all these brands I didn't really have the money for it when I was in college and so it was really it was nice yeah for, yeah it was like really Free fortunate stuff. thing to be able to try and I got to try everything and just actually get a feel for like, do I like this? Do I not? But then also promote it. And like you said, it's hard because sometimes a brand can become your identity yeah. on social media. Like you think of a brand, like you think of Whitney Simmons, you think of Gymshark, you think of Chrissy Chella, you think of um, Honoractive. Yeah. So it's, you can, it can kind of come a part of your identity, but I feel like when I think of them, I think of them first and then the brand. And that's exactly how I'd want to be portrayed with a brand yeah. as well. Yeah. And so if I ever felt like I wasn't aligning or if I ever felt like I was getting over consumed with that, then I would draw back. And I think it all comes down to just 
being real. Yeah. So for me with women's best, I genuinely use your stuff every single day and I like it. So I don't have to pretend, you know what I mean? Yeah. But with sometimes with other things, maybe you have to pretend with activewear that you like something or something. But yeah, for me, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, happens. <laughs> With Honor, when they, so I worked with a few different brands and I was just kind of like, like I said, testing things out. And I genuinely loved every brand I worked with. I wouldn't take it if I hated it. Um, But then Honor reached out to me. And at that time I was a consumer. So I was shopping Honor and I was like just posting about Honor because I loved their stuff, not because I worked with them. And I think that was the telling for me that that was the brand I was meant to go exclusive with because I was like, I was already promoting you guys. I was already talking so highly of you before working with you. And so I think my entire audience knew I just liked them. I didn't do it for any like ulterior motive, you know? And with honor, it was really the only brand. And I say this all the time because it's really the only brand that I felt like a part of it. Mm -hmm. And like a person, not a member. Yeah. I felt like a person to the, the owners and to the staff and to the people. And I think that's really important to feel like you're an asset and people know your name and that people value you because I didn't feel that in my other partnerships. And that's no shade to them because they have a million people they're working with, you know what I mean? And it's not like, you know, I totally understand that. But I think for me to feel special, I was like, okay, I want to like pursue this. And so, yeah, when they asked me to be a teammate, so I'm a teammate, there's like three tiers of working with them. There's affiliate you can, be an affiliate and work with other brands too. So I was okay. at first and then at, now I'm a teammate. So I'm exclusive with the company and yeah. So that's been, it's been a year now almost and it's been amazing. So is it affiliate teammate athlete? Yeah. And then okay. athlete is like the highest tier. And in terms of what it takes to like go to tier to tier, I think that's more internal, but Chrissy's touched on it with yeah. athletes. They definitely look for certified people in the space and people with the education uh, along with obviously just like the brand awareness and the message and honor has a beautiful message which is I feel like like we said they're such a new brand but I felt like from the start they were doing everything right when it came to inclusion diversity stuff like that and they're constantly learning and trying to be better so I was like this is something I want to align myself with like this is something that I feel Mm -hmm. I resonate with. And so it just felt right. And I feel like I always tell people, cause I actually had a girl who asked me about brand stuff and if yeah. how I knew when to go exclusive. And I was like, it's just going to feel right. And I can't, no one can tell you what to do. Like, you know, yeah. and yeah. So yeah, I could go cool. on and on about honor, but I no, love them. It's good. Honestly, I'm learning from it. Cause I don't know, I've been doing this for three years and I feel like I still haven't found like a brand that I super resonate with, which is fine. Cause I'm like really just focusing on my own brand, my own coaching. Right. I have like my merch and stuff. I know you have your merch. I love it. Yeah. Like, little cookie, the cookies. Do you still sell that one yeah, with the cookie? Yeah, looks I do. Yeah. I don't promote it enough, but I do still you sell should. it. Yeah. So I'm focusing on that, but it's good to like hear this, that there are like our brands yeah. out there that like really value you as a, as a person, not just like a number on the team, which is kind of like what I felt like in the past. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Cool. I'm really happy for you. And I feel like you're the perfect you. fit and whatever, like now I'm a, honor active uh what's it called like shopper like yeah. I'll like go watch your videos and I'm like wait it actually really helps to like watch try on hauls because I like I told you before I never shop actual launches because they just stress me out too much so if people buy yeah. it and they say they like it then like you know if it's still in stock then I'll like go buy it but yeah 
I'm glad that those help you because I rush to get those try on hauls up. I'll have people DM They're me because I don't get the packages that far in advance. So yeah. I got the package for this last launch like two days before with the sweatpants. And I yeah. was like, and my friends were in town. And I was just like, well, I got five DMs of girls being like, when's the video coming? And I'm like, okay, I'll get it going. <laughs> How long does it take to like make a try on video? Like, I feel like I would sweat so much. Like me just trying yeah. to get ready. I'm like sweating. <laughs> I try on videos with the tight clothes is what literally takes me out like the leggings sweatpants it was fine because i was like okay sweatpants top these are so stretchy yeah um but in terms of the actual filming process i would say like one to two hours and then the editing process is where things get a little long two to three hours yeah yeah it depends i mean i pumped that one up fast because it was only like 12 minutes yeah but it's just cutting all the filler and making sure you put all the text on the top just little things which is you know, first yeah. world problems, but it's no, yeah. it's legit though. Do you use a uh, Final Cut Pro or like iMovie? Yeah, I, use I um I used iMovie for the first year, year yeah. and a half of my uh, YouTube, and then my boyfriend he didn't know what to get me for Christmas because I'm like I have everything. Like, yeah, I, I get are. my clothes from companies and stuff. So he was like is there anything that you like want that you would be interested in that would help your business? And I was like, honestly, like maybe final cut pro, but it's really expensive. So like, you could just give me like a little bit towards it or something. Yeah. He's like, no, like I'll get it for you. And that's another thing is just, I feel like a lot of support in like Aww. my family and friends and Boy him. Dad. And so he got me final cut pro and it was kind of like a step back in the sense that you had to learn a whole new software again, yeah. but now it's so much more efficient because you can do everything in it. So I do see the hype. Yeah, uh, but it is, you know, it's a whole new thing to learn, but it definitely cut my editing time at least by an hour. Is it subscription based? That's what I actually don't know. Yeah. I okay. don't I don't know if it's a one time or a yearly fee. I need to actually check I should that. Look but... into that. I don't know. My birthday's coming up and I'm like, wait, maybe, but I don't know. Maybe, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like I should like get started again, like using iMovie and then like if I'm, yeah. and then to like reward myself for actually doing it, then like maybe buy it, but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, iMovie is like, it has all the tools and things that you need. So yeah. I, I wouldn't say that I would, I don't think I would have bought Final Cut Pro for myself, but yeah. getting it as a gift was nice, you yeah, know? Definitely. Well, I want to get into these tips for prepping for summer. Yes. Because we have 10 of them. We can kind of like bounce back and forth for them if you want to just start. Um, yeah. But then we can like kind of go into like little details if we have them for each one okay cool okay yeah. I'll start if yeah. that's okay yeah uh I think my first tip is just to do more outside especially if you live in a place like Virginia where it gets freezing and then it gets really nice out I know when it's cold it's really yeah. hard to be active in that sense it's you know you can go to a gym or you can go do things inside but I think the ability to do more outside helps you to naturally just get more steps in like be more active yeah that kind of thing. So I would recommend just spending more time outside and then it gives you more opportunity also to do things with people because that in itself is going to help you more than you think. Like people don't realize that just like walking helps, you know, so just doing more outdoors and the ability to go outside and actually move your body is really good. Yeah. I feel a big difference when I, when I was living in Connecticut and doing my steps in the winter in my basement on my treadmill, opposed to like spring, summertime, like walking outside, Yeah, like, and actually getting fresh air, seeing the sun, like getting vitamin D, like I get the physical benefit, but then I also get like the, the mental, mental health. Yeah. Cause I feel like I understand the seasonal depression in, uh, yeah. these, in these colder States. And I see why people move to Florida and feel good. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it gets too hot here. Like I swear I was trying to go for a walk yesterday. It was like 
12 o'clock and it was 94 degrees I was like yeah. uh, I'm gonna go back inside <laughs> yeah I guess there's extremes everywhere yeah exactly cool the next one was making sure that you're hydrated I drink three to four liters of water per day do you have like a set amount that you do or are you just like hydrating hydrating I don't, but I have, I got a Stanley also for Christmas. So I've been having, you know, the goal of like fill it up X amount of times kind of thing. But as it gets warmer, I know that I need to drink more just because I get exhausted. Me too. Like an, I, like, I know you're supposed to not have ice water. Supposed to have like the same water as your body temperature. That's like the best way to do it. But ice water in Florida is like amazing. Yeah. (laughs) But the water in Florida tastes weird. Like I'm finally used to it, but it does taste like, I don't know if you've been to Florida before and drank the water. Like it just like tastes different. I guess I haven't really like noticed it. I might have not had the tap when I was, or the. Well, it's I, just, I don't know it's like the yeah you might have had a water like a bottle but like even from our fridge like it just like because I don't drink tap water you're not supposed to drink tap water yeah. <laughs> don't do that that'll make you sick but like from our fridge just like tastes so different huh yeah I believe it though because I feel like everyone has a different water situation but Connecticut and like New York like has the best water in the United States I swear so I believe it yeah <laughs> Um, Okay, I think one for me, just because kind of like I talked about my mission with my platform and everything is balance. I think a big thing is finding balance when traveling and when being on vacation, because as much as it is, you won't enjoy your vacation if the whole time you're stressed about your diet and you're like tracking and how much you're getting active or how much progress you're losing. I feel like I hear that a lot, especially at the college, like aged people. And I think it's just important to find a balance of, obviously there's a lot that is important when you're traveling to like, keep in mind and try to prioritize, but also have fun, like enjoy yourself, enjoy your life, enjoy time with your family. I always tell people that's something you're never going to get back. Like the memories of being with people that you love, you'll never get back, but you can get back on track. You always can. So um, I feel like it's a, obviously it's a steady balance depending on where you're going and what you're doing, but yeah. just trying to actually enjoy it is my, one of my biggest tips. Being present. Yeah. And I yeah. think one of mine, one of my tips was to set your intention prior to whatever that traveling or vacation is in the yeah. summer. So if your intention going into, because intentions and following through with those is like the way you build confidence in yourself right. and the way you build like good habits. And um, I think for me, if you set that intention of, I just want to have fun this trip and that's what you do, boom, you're building confidence. Or if you right. set the intention of like, I want to have fun, but I also kind of want to stay on track by doing X, Y, Z, maybe packing three workout outfits, doing three workouts, planning them out in advance, like you know, saying that your breakfast is going to be like your healthy start to the day and maybe lunch, dinner can be whatever. But like when I, I'm just a planner. Like I can't, yeah. be, I can't just like wake up and be like, Ooh, what's the day going to bring? Like, no, the day before <laughs> I already have my day mapped out. So by setting my intention at the end of the trip, I'll feel better. Even if the intention is to do nothing, you know? Yeah. I love that. And I think that that's really good advice to give people because it's more than just like, don't go on vacation and just lose your mind and do, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's good. I feel like do it, having any intention with anything makes it, like you said, builds your confidence and makes it so that you learn to listen to yourself and listen to like your gut when it tells you what you want to do. Yep. And I think that's really good. And then kind of, I guess, branching off of the whole vacation thing. Yeah. Um, another one that I had was, 
kind of going into vacation or at least leaving vacation with a plan of getting back on track. Because I think that's where I find a lot of people fall off is when they take time off and then they're like, oh, well, I can't get back on track now because I've taken X time off. So kind of being intentional, whether it's having a workout plan, whether it's having just an idea of what you want to do to get back on track, but just kind of being intentional with that process as well so that you feel good and you don't feel like, because I think that's also where a lot of people make the negative relationships with vacationing is when they do fall off. But if you just make yourself a plan to stay on, uh, I think that helps a lot of people long-term. Yeah. And not having that all or nothing mindset, like when you're on vacation, like still have focusing on protein and getting your water in. So then when you get back on track or whatever, like afterwards, you already have two things down. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like the overwhelming process of I have to start all over again. Yeah. Uh, what I do sometimes to like make it more fun and if I want to like spark a little motivation is say I have like a plane ride back from a vacation for example my boyfriend and I went to Cancun like in February on the plane ride back I made myself like a whole new program on the plane while he was was snoring next to me and (laughs) the tv didn't work and my phone was like about to die and all I had was my notebook and a pen and my book and I just like wanted to take a break from my book so I just like wrote out a plan I was like you know what? I'm gonna do like a whole new split and like made it more fun for myself so I think like you can utilize that like traveling back if you don't have to drive yeah. as like a little time to like get uh re-motivated I love that because I think that's another thing I always tell people just in general like if you're in a rut and you don't feel good about what you're doing change it like there's yeah. no problem in just sitting down and changing your routine to something you love because it needs to be sustainable. So I love that you did that. I'm definitely going to do that next time I'm on a plane. Right? It's like my favorite. I love love like programming anyways. Like that's why I like working with clients. Like I just love programming. Um, I just, that's like where my creativity comes out. It's not art. It's not music. Can't sing for shit, but like (laughs) give me a blank piece of paper and tell me to program. I can make you a pretty damn good program, you know? Yes, Um, I love that. Yeah. So that's kind of like where I focus on. Um, And then just having to do with all of this, like uh, pre-planning and making sure that like when you're thinking about how you want your summer to feel, start in March, start in April. Like you're going to be really upset with yourself if you get to July and you're like, dang, I wish I put in more work. Like these summer bodies, I'm doing hands in quotes because everybody's a summer body, okay? Period, yes, that was what I was going to (laughs) say. So summer body, whatever that looks like for you, whatever you want to look like, feel like, that is up to you. I'm not here to like tell you what you need to look or feel like, but get ahead of the game for it because you might be disappointed at yourself when you get there and you're not feeling that way, you know? Yeah, exactly, because I think it's also whatever your summer body or your whatever you're striving for should be whatever makes you feel most confident. And I totally understand if you're not feeling, you know, you're most confident, you want to do something to change it. And like you said, changing it now, giving yourself enough time. So then you can't be upset later, be upset with yourself or place blame on yourself is really important. And also I think the whole summer body last minute thing is what perpetuates these 10 day fixes capitalize off of it and say like, here is a, two week summer shred to get your summer body like that was what was getting me so worked up because I was like yeah. first of all they already have the summer body second of all 
using that as a marketing tactic when it's not sustainable or true is like awful. So starting now and just making a routine that you can actually do far past summer is super important. And I love that you said like now's the time because it kind of is. It's kind of the perfect time I feel like to get started. Exactly. Yeah. You have like three months. Um, I think it's cool too how like when I first started, I really had the like summer body mindset of I had to like slim down for summer. And then I kind of went through this phase of like, okay, you can look whatever you, like, you want full-time, and now I'm almost, like, back to where I was in the beginning, but in a cooler way, because I love phases and goals, so I love that, like, in the winter, I can, like, intentionally bulk and, like, put on muscle, and then, like, reveal that in the summer, like, I like that, my mindset is okay with that now, it's not, like, unhealthy for me to think that way, some people it might be, but I think it's, like, really cool to have a goal year-round. Like, okay, maybe spring, I'm in maintenance. Fall, I'm in maintenance. Because, like, it's really good to be at maintenance. Your body loves it. But, like, Mm -hmm. summer, I'm cutting. Like, winter, I'm bulking. Like, it's just fun for me. So, I think you just need to, like, decide on the goal and, like, actually take the steps towards that goal and not just be like, oh, I want to look better. You know what I mean? Like, what are the actual steps? What are... What are what is your actual goal? Because I feel like a lot of people don't have an actual goal, and then break it down backwards and try to get there. Yeah, I agree. Because I think finding the why and really figuring out why do I want this is important. Because then you might realize like, oh, that wasn't my goal the whole time. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah, my goal might just be I don't want to like freak out when I'm at a restaurant and yeah. like my, all my friends are eating fried food. Like I want a better relationship with food. That's right. so cool. Like I think that's mm-hmm. so cool if you work towards that. Yeah, I agree. And I'll just do one more. Okay. <laughs> and we're like cutting you close. Um, but no, no rush. Guess, one yeah. thing is like when you're looking to lose weight, I think a lot of people say like, I want to get in shape for summer. Don't just focus on cardio. I feel like that is another thing that I don't know why our minds just always went to that yeah. from the beginning to now. And I feel like people still always. do. Cardio is not the only thing that will help you to lose weight. If that is your goal, if your goal is to lose weight, it's not just about cardio. It's actually about, you know, your nutrition, lifting, all that kind of stuff, your protein. So I think that's another thing is don't feel like you have to do this excessive cardio routine because people will post like, this is the cardio routine that helped me. And it's like, yeah. that's great. Like, I'm glad that helped you, but that might not be it for everybody. So yeah. remembering that it's not just about cardio, I think is important going into summer as well. It definitely is a great tool to add mm-hmm. to help you to shed calories and stuff like that. But it's, it's not the only thing that can help you. It shouldn't be your base. Yeah. Yeah. I think I that's big. And then... Anything you see on social media, like, don't take, I don't know, for me, like, if I see something on social media, I'm not looking at their posts and being like, oh, that's facts, like, yes, of course that is right, like, no, I look, if it's something that makes me curious or spark curiosity or, like, give me some sort of reaction, whether that's good or bad, I look deeper into it, like, Google is my best friend, like, I will go into a Google search, like, crazy of trying to figure out like oh or like test it is this for me or is this not like these people it's a 15 second video Mm -hmm. it's to spark a curiosity from you that's the whole point get a reaction from you and you're in control of how you take that reaction and like educate yourself more on it so if you see someone posting this is my summer cardio routine like dig deeper at dm them ask them what are you doing besides that I bet they're doing five strength sessions, eating 130 grams of protein. I bet they're taking creatine. I bet they're doing this and that. Like, dig deeper, you know? Yeah, because I think that's another thing is people attribute, even with the rise in popularity of creatine, it's like 
people are attributing everything to one thing and that's just not how it yeah. works there's so many factors and when you look at every factor like yeah don't just touch on one and then, you know, leave out the important stuff as well. So I totally agree because just because someone is showing their cardio routine doesn't mean they're not resistance training. It doesn't mean that they're not, you know, tracking their protein and making sure they're hitting that. So I definitely agree. I think that's one of the best tips that you can give just in general, when it comes to consuming social media is just do your own research and take things with a grain of salt, especially if you don't like, I think you can kind of find your base of who you find to be reliable. Exactly. Feeling them out, then maybe don't just take what they say and run with it. Yeah. And if they're a nice creator, DM them. Like, ask them. Yeah. They'll help you. Yeah. I will. You will. Yeah. (laughs) We'll answer you. (laughs) I got you. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on time, but I want to know what is one piece of advice or just anything you'd like to leave the audience with and then also pimp yourself out tell everyone where they can find you how they can follow you watch your youtube videos coach with you if you're accepting coaching inquiries all the good stuff yeah okay i have so many pieces of advice i give but i think my biggest piece of advice is just to do what's right for you in your specific phase of life and Mm -hmm. it's okay if what you're doing has to change with your life changing and take everything you see with a grain of salt and just really kind of focus on what is your goals and what's going to get you there. And I think that's the biggest thing. And then also know it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to have support and it's okay. Like you said, a coach can always have a coach. Yeah. I encourage it. Yeah. Yeah, I encourage it. Like you need to be challenged. And I think a big part of that is knowing what you can and can't do and trying to seek help when you need it. And it's not shameful to do that. In fact, I am really proud of people when they, take that step like every first coaching call I'm like I'm really proud of you because you went out of you know your comfort zone to like do this and come do this so yeah yeah, and also I am on pretty much every platform but I'm most frequent on Instagram my at is legs with schmegs with the sh yeah I'll put (laughs) Um, it in the notes okay cool and then I am the same at on TikTok maybe you guys will see me there more I'm not sure and then (laughs) on youtube i'm my full name so megan bungato and i post a lot of long form educational stuff as well as just more of my life instagram kind of the same just you know shorter form and i'm always here to help you guys i really mean it when i tell people like when they dm me and they're like oh you really meant it when you said you'll answer i'm like yeah Yeah. i love Um, that my biggest goal you know i never came into this and neither did you coming into this finding it to be a job or to be something that we monetize and so i think my biggest thing is just know that you have me for support, not just me answering you because I feel like it could benefit me in any way. Because I think, especially being women in the space, like we needed, I feel like I wish I had a woman that was there to help me at the start. And I kind of had that virtually, just not an actual, you know, connection. But I just want, I guess, everyone to know that I'm there to help you guys. And we're all here with great intention to help you. And yeah, I think that's it for me. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. And I was so nervous, but this was really Oh my fun. God. Easy, easy peasy. Walk through your journey. Everyone's going to yeah. love you. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and to like see you grow these past three years have been like so much fun. And I hope I can meet you in person one day. Oh, you you can do you. like a vacay in Florida. Yeah. We should do that. We should do that. I'll be there at yeah. some point because my best friend lives in Sarasota. So I don't know love how close that is to you, but. I don't know, but I'll let you know. (laughs) I'm like, I know where Miami is, Naples, and Tampa. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm super proud of you, too, because, like, you know, we kind of got to, like, grow up these past three years together, and I feel like there's a lot of growth that happened in these past three years for both of us. Oh, yeah. It's really exciting, and I appreciate 
the fact that from the start we've kind of supported each other and yeah. I love a girl supporting girls moment it's just the best so yeah I can't wait to also message me how you like the honor stuff I can't wait oh my that. god you'll see it on my story I'm so excited <laughs> thank okay. you yay <laughs>